This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Office of the National Cyber Director announces 17 new appointments this week. The Defense Department makes a major update to its mentor-protege program. And CACI wins a long-awaited contract worth billions of dollars. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. August 31st, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The White House is bringing out more than a dozen new faces to help fill out the ranks at a new cyber directorate. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Office of the National Cyber Director announced 17 new appointments this week. The new hires include Drennan Dudley, a former Senate staffer who's now Assistant National Cyber Director for Budget Review and Assessment. Jim Halpert is now the office's general counsel after joining the White House from law firm DLA Piper. And former State Department hand Caroline Chang is now senior advisor and executive secretary to National Cyber Director Chris Inglis. And Inglis's office isn't done hiring. It's now looking for a director to lead on supply chain and technology security issues. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. CACI wins a long-awaited contract to start overhauling the Air Force's IT networks, Assuming it survives bid protests, the up to $5.7 billion award will let the company and its partners start work on Wave 1 of the Air Force's Enterprise IT as a service project. The first wave is aimed at end-user hardware and help desk services. Ultimately, the Air Force wants to have vendors provide most of its commodity IT services. The Department of Veterans Affairs extends a pandemic-era program designed to help veterans financially. Veterans who owe benefit debts will have until 2023 before they have to begin paying those debts if they can show doing so would be a financial hardship. The program, which has been in place since April 2020, was slated to expire September 30th. The Air Force is making moves to help out pregnant and nursing airmen, Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Air Force is rolling out more lactation rooms for service members who need areas to pump. The service is rolling out lactation pods in three different bases, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma, Hill Air Force Base in Utah, and Robbins Air Force Base in Georgia. The pods are small enclosed areas that are often used in airports. Robbins Air Force Base has created a digital map for airmen that shows where rooms are and how they can be unlocked. The addition of lactation rooms comes from feedback from the Air Force's women's initiative teams. Those groups are helping the service accommodate all genders. Scott Mossy. Federal News Network. The Federal Reserve Board is taking a step toward modernizing its payment system with the expansion of its FedNow pilot. The board is preparing to enter technical testing for the service starting in September. The FedNow service aims to enable banks and financial institutions to have instant payment services, regardless of size or geographic location, every day of the year. Currently, more than 120 organizations are participating in the FedNow pilot program. The Treasury Department has settled an age discrimination lawsuit for $838,000. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission approved the settlement, which goes to employees whose special discretionary 401k contributions were withheld in 2018 and 2019. 
The policy change meant that special discretionary $1,000 401k contributions were not made to employees earning more than $200,000 a year. Almost all of the employees impacted by the policy change were over the age of 40. The Social Security Administration is struggling to document its new software development process. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. The Social Security Administration receives high marks for many of its initiatives to move toward an agile software development methodology. But its inspector general says SSA is missing key pieces to fully make a successful transition. A new report from the IG finds the agency struggled at scaling new software code to ensure consistency across development teams. Auditors also found SSA fell short in deploying new capabilities incrementally, instead waiting for the software to match legacy applications. The IG made 12 recommendations, and SSA leadership agreed with 11 of them, including creating executive-level training. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Defense Department finalized a major update to the rules governing its mentor-protege program. The final rule completes a nearly two-year-old mandate from Congress. DOD says it made no changes from the February proposal. The new regulations include an extension of the time small and large firms may enter into an agreement to September 2024. Another change would extend the time the mentor can receive reimbursement for the cost associated with the program to September 2026. A panel of FOIA experts is gearing up to generate some fresh ideas for how the Freedom of Information Act could work better. Acting Archivist of the United States, Deborah Steidel-Wall, announced the appointment of 20 individuals to the FOIA Advisory Committee this week. New members include representatives from the Defense Department and the Department of Health and Human Services. The first public meeting of the committee's upcoming two-year term is scheduled for September 8th. Plans to complete a consolidated campus for the Department of Homeland Security remain murky. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Government Accountability Office is waiting on key documents about how work on the DHS St. Elizabeth's campus is going. GEO says a report this year from DHS doesn't shed enough light on how the project is going from a cost and schedule perspective. The General Services Administration says it's doing a planning and funding reset on the campus project, but that won't be ready until February 2023. Congress has appropriated nearly $3 billion for the project, which began in 2005. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Office of Management and Budget seeks feedback on its plans to make federal data more useful for underserved communities. Its Equitable Data Working Group plans to hold bi-monthly public listening sessions starting on September 15th. In June, the group started a review of the statistical policy directives that ensure the federal government can compare race and ethnicity data across agencies. The group is looking for new ways to break down federal data by race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, disability income, region, and veteran status. The Army says it's looking for software that is intuitive to learn and operate as it starts the process of building new enterprise business solutions. The service wants to consolidate five business processing programs into one large system, Army officials say the Enterprise Business Solutions Convergence Program needs to be easy to learn because that will help it get online faster and lower the amount of training the Army needs to provide to soldiers and civilians. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, August 31st, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian.
Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.